0: Happy Monday! Thanks to all of you for being with us. 941 Sean. Sixty four percent of voters believe Kamala Harris is not ready to be president, including forty three percent of Democrats. Not exactly the best well poll for Kamala Harris. She's struggling mightily out there, and it looks like as Joe hands off. Okay, you talk to foreign leaders. Oh, uh, you go to uh, deal with the border. And and nothing's happening. You know, we we're able to find out more. We have some Biden corruption news we'll get to later in the program today. And it's very, very interesting. All of the U.S. attorneys that Joe fired when he got into office and the one that he kept. Oh, interesting story behind the story as far as that all goes. And we'll get to that. Um, the Republicans are standing strong. We've told you about this this appointment by Biden uh, as it relates to the Bureau of Land Management and this tree spiking controversy of this appointee, Stone Manning, and during the Senate confirmation process, telling senators in a questionnaire she'd never been the target of a law enforcement investigation. Well, it turns out new information from a retired U.S. Department of Agriculture Forest Service investigator, Army vet, uh, Michael Merkley, cast doubt on Stone Manning's repeated attempts to distance herself from the tree spiking incident in Idaho's Clearwater National Forest, which happened when she was a a graduate student involved with a radical uh, environmental group known as Earth First. It has a name. It's called eco-terrorism. When you spike the trees, old-growth forests, oftentimes, well, that then presents itself with a real, clear, present danger to, to people that work in the timber industry. Whether, whether you're working in the mill or you're out in the field and you're cutting down these big trees and then your, your chainsaw hits a spike, yeah, guess what happens? That doesn't go well. And severe injuries and even you're risking death in many cases. Anyway, so they're, they're not backing off of that, so we'll have to follow that story um, in the course of the program. Um, I'm seeing the stock market plummet. What's the latest now? Um, it's been down most of the day by a pretty significant margin. And... Now we're seeing Washington Examiner had a piece, one of those classic split screen news moments this morning while cameras were on Joe Biden as he's desperately trying to assure the media, basically his fan club and his press office, that the economy was just great. The Dow Jones on screen graphics showed that, well, the more Biden was speaking, the faster it took the stock market to go over the cliff. What's the latest, Linda? Did you take a look and let me know? It didn't help. So I'm going Biden- to text it to you right now. You could say it on air. You don't have to text it to me. Your mic is on. Just say it.
1: <laughs> the Dow Jones is is down eight hundred and fifty six. We've got you know it's tumbled more than nine hundred points. You know about the whole COVID rebound. You know, we've got the NASDAQ down about 182 right now, S&P down 83. So, you know, it's a bit of a hot mess, Plus,
0: It's not not my biggest measure, and, and I've been telling people, in my humble opinion, and this is not my wheelhouse, and don't take my financial advice. It's like, you know, I'm not a doctor either, and I don't pretend to be one. I just tell people, you better take COVID seriously. These variants, Delta variant, this Lambda variant, you better take it seriously and everybody knows the vaccines are available but you need to look at your medical history your current medical condition you need to talk to your doctor your doctors and and do all the research you possibly can so you can make an intelligent decision in consultation with your doctor there are people very rare very rare but there are people you know this broad sweeping tell everybody to get vaccinated Okay, but there are people with certain conditions, according to the medical professionals we've interviewed on here and TV, that say, well, hang on a second. You know, um, they, they can't get it. It's not, a, this is a medical decision by doctors, but you better take it seriously. That's my advice. And you better talk to your doctor, your doctors. I mean, you know, one other thing that's emerging here with the economy. You know, Biden is shrugging off these predictions about regarding the consequences of his economic leadership, stocks tumbling, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the the loss is over 800 points. I've thought we're due for a correction, especially based on all of the bad economic news we've been receiving. And now it's pretty much common knowledge and it's the belief of most on Wall Street that inflation is here to stay. You know, it's everybody's belief that everything's going to now cost a lot more. And that's not good for anybody. That, by the way, would be called the tax. And then when they go forward with this reconciliation and everything's infrastructure package, child care's infrastructure, college education's infrastructure, everything's human infrastructure. What's, whoever heard of human infrastructure? Just their way of getting the Green New Deal passed and they just call it something that it's not. And that is infrastructure. Infrastructure is about roads, bridges, tunnels, that kind of infrastructure. That's what infrastructure is. Republicans were willing to go along with an infrastructure plan that paid for itself without tax increases. But now, you know, all of these tax increases you watch, they're going to try and make them. And this is not the first time this will happen. They're going to go back and try and make it retroactive. You know what that does to the economy? You will watch the economy begin to shrink right there and then. There will be unleashed fury in the markets as a result of this. Now, if you care about, okay, well, well, how have Republican states done economically versus democratically led states? You know, states like New York and California, draconian shutdowns. Seventeen of the top 20 states, as it relates to recovering jobs lost during the pandemic, Yeah, they're led by Republican governors. 17 out of 20. I read this weekend or read today, the New York Mets baseball team, they're literally bussing in people to work from the Philadelphia Phillies organization, you know, working jobs like, you know, selling hot dogs, beer and and popcorn, peanuts, Cracker Jacks, whatever they're selling at the game. Because Because the unemployment benefits are so good, it's not worth it for people to, to get out in the job force again. This is now happening everywhere. Supply chains are, are stifled in many industries. And, of course, you add the hacking on top of it. Then you add the high price of oil on top of it. 18 of the top 20 states have Republican-controlled legislatures. 21 Republican-led states have recovered at least two-thirds of their lost jobs. And that is, you know, look at, what, look at what's happening. All of you fill up your gas tank, I assume, or most of you. Look at what's happening to the cost of a gallon of gasoline, averaging at least a buck twenty-five more a gallon. Heating and cooling your home—it's dramatic. Steel and lumber is through the roof. What well, you would have paid two thousand twenty-five hundred dollars for a year ago, yeah, you're paying eleven thousand for it now. Especially with lumber, beef, poultry, seafood prices way up. Fruits and vegetables—like I like oranges, so I go. Sh- I do my own shopping. People always say, well, "Why do you do your own shopping?" Because I'm hungry. That's why. You know, I go shopping, I pick out these, I love oranges, and I'll pick out oranges. I think you get now, they're like two bucks each. You get five for ten bucks. It's going through the roof. I told you about the price of bacon. Coffee's up. Cereal's up. Orange juice prices are up. Gas prices way up. It's not an accident. And it's only going to get worse. And as you know, this inflation, that's a hidden tax. The energy dependence that we now have gone back to, great job, Joe, give Give Nord Stream 2 to Vladimir Putin. Give him a, let him build his pipeline while you're taking away American pipeline jobs. That infuriates me. Now you got China saber rattling every day that they're going to blow up our military bases in the Pacific and and the China Sea and attack Japanese military targets if we don't support their reunification with Taiwan. What's Joe going to do there? Why is Joe allowing the Iranians to not only enrich uranium get back in that idiotic deal that they did you know when he was vice president with obama where you don't have anywhere any place anytime inspections and and now you're forcing south korea to hand over what seven billion dollars to the uranium mullahs I, I, you have to be stupid to trust them what is the level imagine if it was trump and trump's kids We're making millions from China and Russia and Kazakhstan and Ukraine. Imagine every single thing that Donald Trump did as president, what the media would have done with, oh, is he compromised? Because even when he wasn't compromised, they lied about it and said he was compromised. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, we're talking about trillions of dollars of money. We don't have it. And they'll use their one reconciliation to basically define everything as infrastructure. I have one, uh, two of Wall Street's top CEOs, you know, have spoken out. One is uh, Larry Fink of, of BlackRock, which is the world's largest asset manager. He's convinced that inflation isn't temporary and believes deglobalization will lead to systemically more inflation in the future it's my view that inflation is going to be more systemical and and none of that is good for you let me explain that to you that means you pay more for every good and service you buy and when corporate taxes go up guess what they're going to pass that cost on to you we the American people you know unless of course you have great artistic abilities like hunter And you're a great artiste, and you can go out there and finger paint and get $500,000 from an anonymous buyer. Peter Schweitzer had a good line. He called Hunter Biden selling art to anonymous buyers. He said it's genius-level corruption. Well, he's not really wrong. I guess, you know, you can't nail him on it. Um, And then, you know, look at what's happening. You know, I, I, I guess I can make the announcement now. We're headed down to miami this week on wednesday and right in the middle you know there's a very high population of amazing patriots and and they they came from cuba in broken down dilapidated rickety boats shark infested waters and inner tubes to get away from the murdering communist regime down in cuba started with Fidel Castro. And now is a time where America could at least in you know speak out. The first thing the state department says, no no, no they're just they're just angry that there's not enough vaccines. No that was a lie. And Gen Saki just circling back every day until they finally had to say yeah it's a communist regime because we it sh- they had to be forced to do it. And they're 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 asking for American solidarity. There's a moment in history where the Cuban people can be set free. You open up Cuba to liberty and freedom and free elections and free thought. There's a country kind of like Venezuela with all their natural resources and energy. Both those countries. You will see tourism. You will see investment from one American hotel and restaurant chain after another. it'll be in five years it'll be an entirely rebuilt country with far greater wealth than you can ever believe in And, and, and then it gets to the insanity the whole green new deal is all about what failed there whatever name manifestation it happens to be maybe up to now minus the land theft and confiscation and the murdering that went on Whatever name, whatever form, redistribution, government's going to take care of your every need. It always ends in misery, failure, broken promises, and a loss of freedom. Always, every single time. No exceptions. So this show in Miami is uh, Wednesday. I'll give you more details uh, tonight on Hannity. Uh, uh, yes, Ron DeSantis, the governor, will be there. Marco Rubio will be joining us. Um, and it's... we. Uh, I want to send a powerful message. If the United States of America doesn't stand for the cause of liberty and freedom, who else will? Because you know that Putin, the hostile actor he is, he'll be only too happy to get you know keep a, a stronghold in our hemisphere. You know that they probably are already helping on a high level. Every single, you know, they're not looking to the the people of cuba are risking their lives to stand up for for freedom and they're waving our flags the american flag and they want their natural state of freedom it's not that they want to come to everyone's going to come over to the united states no and then you have to you know be careful because you you know how corrupt the regime is and jimmy carter the muriel boat lift was became a disaster Castro packs up, you know, all the criminals and all the troublemakers and he ships them over to the U.S. And and that resulted in great damage to our country. But for the overwhelming 99 percent vast majority of the Cuban-American community, they know what tyranny is. They know what a murderous communist regime looks like. They know what bare necessities, you know, not being available is like. You know, rationing five eggs per month, per person. Gee, thanks. Five eggs a month. I gotta give five eggs in a sitting. It's unbelievable. And right now, they're looking for America to stand in solidarity for the cause of liberty and the cause of freedom. You know, um, and that's why I'm going down to Miami. And and we're going to be right in the heart of of everything. The governor's going to join us, Ron DeSantis. Senator Marco Rubio will join us. And and we're going to, we all learn about the tyranny, the murder, the land grab. They stole people's land, they stole their property. They murdered anyone that even remotely could have been connected to the resistance. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. New poll, more on the economy. Nine out of 10 voters worried about the rising cost of living. How, How do you not notice it? How do you not notice what you're paying per gallon of gasoline when it's up so dramatically? How do you not notice if you go shopping on a regular basis, which I do? I don't know why I like grocery shopping. I, don't like, go- I like to go to the grocery store. I just do. And I, I like to cook my own food. I don't know why. I just do. That's why, you know, when I told my son, well, he works now. He goes, Dad, but you said I could have money for food and and Uber as much as I want. I said, that's why you were not working and you were in college. You're out of college now. Go. You pay. You want Uber Eats? Go buy it. That's not fair. I'm like, yes, it is. (laughs) Well, what is that all? By the way, Linda, you know how much Patrick eats. Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, my God. Well, he's an athlete. All athletes are like that.
0: I've never seen anything like it. He gets chicken cutlets. It's not one. I I I barely I'll barely eat one thin chicken cutlet, he'll, and you know he'll eat five.
1: But remember, Sean, he's a young growing boy. I mean, they can eat he's a lot, a young and, they can, boy and they got a fast metabolism at this point. Okay, young man, whatever.
0: Okay, yes to proposal two, and only you know what that is, Linda. The answer is mm-hmm. yes. To, okay. Oh, got it. Uh, of course, everybody needs to be worried. Everything you pay for with the higher cost of energy, the lifeblood of our economy. You know, the one we finally became energy independent because of Donald Trump, the one that resulted in in job growth with historic low numbers, African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, African-American youth unemployment. All right. We're at the six month mark tomorrow for Biden. All right. Ask yourselves, what has he done that you think is good? Where do you see my monologue tonight? Do you think that Joe is struggling cognitively. I've got one little surprise statistic that nobody will ever think of doing that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to air it tonight as part of the six-month, quote, anniversary. And I'm, do you, how do you think we're doing with energy? How do you think we're doing with inflation? How do you think he's doing on the border? I'm going to grade him on all of it. Is, can you think of one accomplishment short of the executive actions that he set a record signing? And now now everything's infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. No, not everything is infrastructure. You know, Wall Street plunging. Biden, no, there's no, there's no problem at all. Uh, yeah, there is a problem. And it's right before our eyes. I told you that majority of voters don't think Kamala Harris is ready to be president. I, I tend to agree with them. U.S. home builder confidence falls to an 11-month low. Just saying in July, if you're paying attention... In case these things might worry you or concern you. You know, the uh, Jen Psaki, if you're banned on one social media platform, you should be banned on other social media platforms. Oh, Big Brother Speaks. You know, look at some of the tweets that she put out. Let's see. Oh, Jen Psaki tweeted, September 4th, 2020, taking a a moment to re-up the fact that at real Donald Trump knew about Russia offering bounties to the Taliban to take out U.S. troops in Afghanistan and still defends Putin. Uh, his undervaluing contribution of U.S. troops, not just terrific, but also dangerous, uh, lie. That's now been debunked. Just like the Russia hoax was finally, after three years, debunked, just like the real quid pro quo was Joe. Uh, you know, everything's debunked. You know, it's um it's amazing. There was now i want to say this and i want to say it sincerely because it is sincere i don't want anyone getting sick i've seen too much as it relates to covid in my in my state of new york and people in my life linda will know i become a maniac when somebody that i care about on any level is struggling with any sickness is that true or false? How crazy have I gotten on some of the COVID cases that were very complicated?
1: I mean, I think it takes your usual intensity, which is like about an 800 to like a 1,000.
0: Yeah, okay. And you know about one person in my life whose mother was on a ventilator.
1: Yeah, close family friend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when, when the family finally when she got off the ventilator, which the numbers were not good in 2020. You got on a ventilator, your odds of surviving were between like 12 and 15% with all the talk about ventilators. And anyway, they've they've learned a lot. And I also happen to know a lot of people. I called in every favor of every doctor that I knew that I trust, that I believe in. And When the person finally got to visit their family member, they said, so is your so-and-so famous? Because that's how much pressure was being put on people to, you know, a a lot of times they have limited resources and, you know, if they think the odds are low, they're going to focus where they think the odds are higher. It's not a, 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 I love our dedicated professionals. They don't, you can only stretch them so much. That's why the idea that people, the whole pandemic, all these healthcare workers that are superstar rock stars, you know, risk their lives every day. And they went in the middle of this Adam Schiff show every day to save other people's lives. And then they get fired at the end of it because th- even even people that had covid, they say follow the science that ha- that the Cleveland Clinic says don't need any vaccine. Now, again, I'm following the science here. That they they're fired? That's how we say thank you? Yet healthcare workers come to New York right right in the middle of the worst moments. And then they got a they got a thank you from the the government of New York. Here's your tax bill for what you got paid while in New York, saving New York's ass at, at the worst, most difficult time ever. I, I just can't believe it. So now that we have, first it was three, now it's five. Remember we were talking about the, the private jet that was chartered by all the Texas lawmakers. They were leaving Texas as a means of preventing a quorum. From being called in the Texas Legislature, for the very purpose of going to Washington, so that Democrats will, there will eliminate the filibuster. So they're filibustering so they can get to Washington to lobby to end the filibuster. Does that make any sense? Listen, I, I mean this sincerely. I, I want every one of these lawmakers to recover. Um, I, I I feel I don't want anybody to get sick. You know, we have a common humanity here, but I mean, it's, you know, and I kept saying, why aren't they, every Democrat, where's the mask? Where's the testing? Did they not follow the science? Did they not get vaccinated? It doesn't really matter. Once you have it, it matters, you know, trying to now save their life and make sure they'll be okay. And that's, that's where my heart is. And it's just as unbelievable to me. You know, the hypocrisy is, is breathtaking at times. It really is. Um, Now, It appears Kamala Harris, the White House wants you to believe that on Sunday after she had met with the Texas lawmakers, the Democrats, five of whom now have tested positive for covid, they want you to believe that her visit to Walter Reed was completely routine had nothing to do with her meeting with five covid infected Texas Democrats. Now, there have been instances very rare of. Fully vaccinated people still contracting COVID. It's not a high number, but I've read way too many reports that shows that that has happened. Again, I'm just reporting what is science. Okay. Do I think that the vice president of the United States that definitely got in contact with somebody that had COVID um, should go to Walter Reed? Yes, absolutely. But they're insisting at the White House... That this visit after she met with these Democratic lawmakers, oh, it's just completely routine. Really had nothing to do with meeting the five COVID-infected Tem- Texas Democrats. Does anybody believe that? I don't. Now, if they would have been honest, I think they would have said, yeah, we just out of an abundance of caution. Yes, there have been very limited instances where people fully vaccinated had still contracted COVID. But they can't be honest. It was just her regular uh, physical. It was scheduled weeks in advance. Really? Who schedules an appointment of your vice president or president for routine physical on a Sunday? I don't know. Count me in the skeptic corner because it sounds like an outright lie to me. Um, And, you know, all this blame, they want to blame conservatives for the, you know, for the fact that some people are making a decision not to get vaccinated. Um. I'm, I think I'm given the most responsible advice. And I've had doctor after doctor after doctor on this show. I asked them. I've been pressured to tell people what to do. I say, I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to medical school. I didn't do a residency. I didn't do an internship. It's, I know a lot about COVID because it's been in big news. And I follow it very, very closely. And I know what I recommend to my friends. I care about everyone in this audience. What am I saying? I Take this, this virus seriously. These new variants, Delta, Lambda, take it seriously, and then research the hell out of it. Research the mRNA, uh, Pfizer Moderna vaccine. Research the more traditional means of of creating a, a vaccine, which is the Johnson and Johnson. It's a single shot, not a double shot. Um, Israel came out with a report that I think it was I think it was Pfizer. They said it was six. It was you know was showing to be less effective than the efficacy that we were told in the beginning 95 percent um i think they had it at 65 percent there, around there um when it comes to the delta variant so you got to pay attention to these new developments but if you look at miranda Devine had a good point today the media's anti-vax smear right wing anti-vaccine i'm i'm pro science i said in january of 2020 that I believe the medical community, the medical researchers in this country, they will they will end up solving this issue. Now we have therapeutics. Turns out hydroxychloroquine mitigated some of the symptoms. Whoops! We have ten studies now. I'm, I stopped counting. That ivermectin also. We've been talking about that almost you know since the beginning. Then of course they discovered Regeneron, and Eli Lilly came up with their their kind of Regeneron, which is a different name that I forget. But, you know, so therapeutics are available. Then the three vaccines became available. Um, I'm just telling people to take it seriously. Check in with your doctor, your doctor, based on your medical history, your current medical uh, condition, pre-existing conditions, comorbidities, um, et cetera, et cetera. The White House, you know, is claiming that this visit to Walter Reed is not connected with COVID-carrying Texas Democrats. I don't believe it. I think we're being lied to. I don't think Kamala Harris had a pre-scheduled visit for a medical exam on a Sunday at Walter Reed. That's my gut. That, and I assume that she's getting tested every single day. And I do mean, I, I hope and pray that these lawmakers will be okay. Because it's, I've I've seen the worst of this. It's not pretty. And I've seen people struggle. And... You know, I to, and I've, I've called upon many friends of mine in the medical community to help even people I know on the periphery and barely know. Just make smart decisions. Um, anyway, and we heard Governor Abbott last week, you know, Fauci, you know, is there any camera that he's not going to race to? Smallpox wouldn't have been eradicated if we had Fox News false information. What, what false information? This guy's the one that got everything wrong nearly from the get-go no mask wear a mask go on a cruise don't go on a cruise one mask two masks three masks four I mean it was like every day so you know we'll have more on this later in the program today it's it's it does get infuriating on a lot of levels too by the way back to Biden and what we're going to talk about six months in now how's he doing with Iran not really well they're enriching uranium. He's forcing the South Koreans to give him $7 billion, and we're getting nothing in return. How's he doing with China? China's threatening our military bases. China's threatening Japan and our military associations and businesses. They're now openly out there with their territorial ambitions saying they're going to take Taiwan. Oh, reunif- re- reunification, they're calling it. How's Putin doing with the cyber attacks? What did he do to deserve the... The, the pipeline waiver that Joe gave him while he was firing Keystone XL pipelines. This is an unmitigated disaster, and I am still convinced, and we'll find out because I'm doing research right now. I'll give you a hint. In six months' time, how much of the American people have how much time have we seen Joe Biden in public? I'm going to have that number by tonight on Hannity. Not very Often. And then, what about his mumbling and stumbling and brain farts, whatever you want to call it? What is that all about? Anyway, 800 941 Sean is our number. We got a lot coming up today in the course of the program. Undercover video. um, Apparently, the the toy manufacturer Hasbro uh, has partnered and hired this group, Conscious Kids. I'd never heard of them before, to lecture their employees. You know, teaching, you know, by ages three to six months, babies are beginning to notice and already express a preference by race. And then it gets more extreme from there. You'll get to hear the tapes exclusively coming up. All right, Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show, toll free. It's eight hundred nine four one sean You want to be a part of the program. Uh, the latest operation by Project Veritas and the CEO, founder, James O'Keefe, is here, and it's a story that shows the determination of some to even accuse children as young as three of racism. You know, I've I said for many, many years, every two years, every four years, you know, Repu- Democrats will say Republicans are racist, then they're sexist, and I give my whole list. Okay. Um, anyway, so this, Project Veritas got in touch with, a brave insider of Hasbro toys. Okay. It's a toy manufacturer in case you don't know. I assume most of you do anyway, and how Hasbro is now advancing critical race theory on, on their products for children. The whistleblower's name is David Johnson. Both he and James O'Keefe will join us in a second, but they have partnered with this group conscious kids to lecture their employees about, well, how racist kids can be, and here's what we've got.
2: By three to six months, babies are beginning to notice and already express preference by race. Um, There was research that looked at how by six months, infants living in a homogenous or same race neighborhood showed preferences for faces from their own racial groups, whereas infants living in more racially diverse environments did not show that same preference for their own racial group. And this is really important because we see that early exposure to different races is impacting these preferences before babies are even one year old. Uh, By age four, kids are showing a strong and consistent pro-white anti-black bias. And at this age, it is seen in the research really significantly against black boys. But this anti-black bias occurs across gender at this age at the age of five children show many of the same racial attitudes held by adults by this age children are really also sensitive to the status of different racial groups in our society and show a high status bias towards white people which is the socially privileged group in our society white children show pro-white bias at this age and it's really important to note also that black and latinx children do not show the same in group preference for their own racial groups at this age
3: to just state categorically that at five years old your children are as racist as the adults which is implying that the parents are also racist in some manner i I just think it's it's absurd
0: joining us now james o'keefe founder ceo project veritas uh james thanks for coming back we always appreciate you being here david johnson is also with us Uh, He's the whistleblower in this case, by the way. He's a 25-year-old engineer, went to Rochester Institute for Technology as an engineer. And so the toy company Hasbro is partnered with this group, Conscious Kids, to lecture the Hasbro employees about how... Uh, racist. It sounds like to me. Kids are, and that's just a, a sampling of of what they were able to record undercover, as usual. Uh, we welcome you both to the program, James. Welcome back, David. Welcome back, uh, James. I'll let you fill in the gaps in terms of how this came into being and and what else might have been said.
4: Well, Sean, thank you very much for for having having us on here. Um, some breaking news, by the way. Uh, moments before we came on the show, we reached out to Hasbro, and and uh, they they're, um, uh, they've responded and they've said they've essentially suspended David and and taken away his access. So this is just happening right now. So they fired
0: but, uh, the, they fired the whistleblower. I thought we praised whistleblowers in this country. James O'Keefe, didn't we have a hearsay non whistleblower whistleblower that led to the impeachment of a president? Didn't we have that? I thought whistleblowers were heroes.
4: Well, I I, I thought so too, but these are. We live in Orwellian times, and they, they haven't fired him yet, but they've taken away his access, which has essentially suspended him. Pending, pending further investigation, Sean, is what Hasbro is saying. But this is an extraordinarily inspirational interview that I did with David, who's a very courageous guy, and, and he, we did this yesterday. Um, and this is very moving. He was inspired. He told me he was inspired by Martin Luther King's legacy, and, and he thought it was wrong, the these presentations that were mandatory, talking about racism and, and, and children at a very early age. So I, I, I would sort of just want to let David tell his story here on the radio. I, I can only inform you that, uh, that they have suspended him. And, in fact, Sean, um, you know, he's already – David's already inspired other people within his own company to talk to me off the record because a lot of people – feel the same
0: way david does david uh you're 25 years old now you you find yourself in the middle of a national what will be a national firestorm we're breaking it here tell us how this came into being i mean i'm I'm reading these things about by three to six months babies are beginning to notice and already express preference by race um I have noticed that my interactions with, I just happen to love kids. If I see kids in a store, I'll usually say, hi, how are you? Very nice to, you know, at a distance always. I'm very respectful, but I just love kids. And kids of all races and backgrounds will usually respond back with a big smile. It's an amazing thing, you know, how how open and beautiful kids are. Um, But anyway, tell us what motivated you to do this.
3: Sure. Um, so, I, I'm a packaging engineer at Hasbro, um, and just I've, I've seen uh, critical race theory or intersectionality just throughout different institutions throughout our country, and um, it, it really bothers me, because uh, I don't think that's what people um, in the past, what they've fought and sacrificed for. But um, when I saw that at my place of work, I just it was like a bridge too far and i just felt that i had to let some i had to let people know because they're people's children that they're trying to go after like children should just be allowed to play and just be themselves and just have fun not be inundated with messages about race and how you have to treat people because of how light or dark their skin is
0: okay so now this i assume that the woman i don't know how to say her last name it's katie uh... ishizuka is that the proper pronunciation um... I, but anyway, all right, so she now is partnered with, with her group, which is Conscious Kids. She, I guess, is hired by Hasbro. Is that a fair statement?
3: Um, it's probably more like Hasbro is contracting with the, the Conscious Kids. Right.
0: And it, well, hired, contracted, being paid by Hasbro um, to get into this whole Conscious Kids philosophy. Um, okay, so was this a class you were sitting in when you made this recording?
3: Um, no, so I worked remotely. It was just a, a meeting that I was uh, told I had to attend. Um, as far as I know, it was a mandatory meeting for everyone in the company. Um, okay. So when I saw that it was in my schedule and it said critical race theory and bias uh, response in children, I'm, I just thought that I should probably just, you know, should, I, I should record it.
0: Okay, so now I assume you're in a in a state that you can legally do so, correct? Uh yeah. Okay, in other words, one party consent is all you need. You don't need two-party consent to get to to record a conversation, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to give away your location. Um all right. So then when you're hearing babies 3 to 6 by the time they're 3 to 6 months, they're noticing and expressing racial preference. Uh, babies as young as two are already using race to reason about people's behaviors, um, how they see this play out in daycare and in playgrounds, and how kids start choosing, uh, choose or exclude playmates and friends. What was your reaction to all of that?
3: I was just kind of blown away because <clears throat> that's not that's not how children act, and at least in my experience, when I was growing up, like my friend group was very mixed. We had people of all different colors and backgrounds, and just. Kids don't focus on race unless they're told by the adults around them that race is important and it's something they need to judge each other on.
0: And by age three, children are starting to apply stereotypes, uh, according yes. to... She's claiming research. Did she cite the research that, that shows this?
3: Not during the presentation. Um, I believe it is on their website, but during the entire presentation to the company, it was just things like research shows or this. we have studies that show or studies suggest things Fake things like that that just make people feel that there's some validity to it, even though there isn't any.
0: And she's claiming by age three that children are applying stereotypes and may also be using racist language intentionally at that age. The age of three, white children at that age uh, may report explicit or overt negative attitudes towards people of color. Uh, by four kids are showing a strong and consistent pro-white, anti-black bias. Um, as you're sitting there listening to this, what are you thinking?
3: I was just blown away. Um, like I, I've I've been familiar with the the ideology behind it for a while, but just <clears throat> I, I think it's completely absurd that they're just going to state as fact that children, just based on how they were born, are just going to start exhibiting racial biases. By fact um, it's, it's just absurd
0: you know I, I I would understand now there might be be children uh, whose parents are racist who have made yeah, comments that might hold those views but that's not what she's suggesting here it doesn't seem to be suggesting she's saying this is institutionalized correct
3: yeah they're they're suggesting that it's just inherent to the children
0: <laughs> right. and then at the age of five children show many of the same racial attitudes held by adults Children are really sensitive to the status of different racial groups in society, uh, with a high status bias towards white people, which is the socially privileged group in our society. And white children show pro white bias at this age. Um, I, I, I just try, I'm trying to think back to my own childhood. I mean, I don't care who you are. If you are an athlete, you are my hero, period. I can give you the Mets starting lineup from '69. I can give you the New York Knickerbockers championship team starting line, lineup, and and many many um, African Americans were my heroes growing up because I love sports and I love the best at the best.
3: Yeah, that's how we should be. We should be ranking people and judging them based on their actions, what they've achieved, and that's that's what I think um, Martin Luther King wanted in his "I Have a Dream" speech. But just critical race theory is just the opposite of that. It wants to revert our society to a time where we judge people based on things that we have no control over, just our inherent characteristics, and I, I just had to speak out against it.
0: David Johnson is so with us, whistleblower in this case with Hasbro uh, that partnered with this group, Conscious Kids. You know, they're they're believing by three to six months, babies are beginning to notice and express preference for race and an extension of the critical race theories discussions that we've had. James said that in your interview with him um, that you brought up Martin Luther King, Jr. In, in what specific context?
3: Um, I said specifically that if you want to, if people want to teach their children to judge others based on race, then that that in itself opposes the dream that Dr. Martin Luther King had, because he didn't want a future where his children or grandchildren were judged on their color of their skin. He wanted a future where they were judged on their actions and their character. And that's something I think we should all strive for moving forward as a country.
0: Amen. I agree with that. Um, James O'Keefe, I'll let you sum this up and my always last question is, is there more coming?
4: Well, Sean, one of the most amazing things that happened is we reached out to Hasbo for comment. Again, I think David's interview with me was one of the most inspirational things I've ever seen. It's like this this, this effect of all these whistleblowers just make, creating more and more whistleblowers. And what was remarkable is David instantly knew that he had to record these Zoom meetings and publish them. It wasn't even a doubt. It wasn't even, he didn't even hesitate. And uh, very stoic. And again, David here is a very brave man because he's, a, he's an African-American engineer from RIT who to essentially give it all up for everyone's right to know after I reached out to Hasbro uh, for comment, I got, I got someone within Hasbro to reach out to me on VeritasTips at ProtonMail.com, and they said, wow. we're very sympathetic with what David has done. This Again, this person is talking to me off the record, and there, that person is thinking about doing what David has done. So it, it really is extraordinary. Whether that person goes public this week, we'll see. I think this radio interview will help. Um, now David has been suspended. How can you help him? Well, I think, I think there's
0: a lot of ways i know i know what i will do if if david if you do lose your job uh you're 25 i assume you live on your own You, you i didn't have much money at 25 myself but i'll do everything that i can do to help you i promise you that um thank you it's it's sad because i believe we're all god's children every one of us created by the same god and and that's what we as americans believe natural rights, God-given rights, you know, the word education from the Latin to bring forth from within. Um, We'll keep your information. Hopefully you'll join us on television tonight at nine, and we'll show these tapes. People really need to see them. Uh, And I want to thank you both for telling this story. This is very important. I think people need to understand what's going on uh, when they're, you know, not only at schools, but in the workplace and elsewhere. We appreciate you telling your story. Thank you for having me. And James, as always, uh, I'm expecting a part two maybe by midweek if I know you pretty well. There's
4: always a part two, Sean, and a part three and <laughs> a part four at infinity. <laughs>
0: that, that's true. All right, Project Veritas, you can go to their website. And if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do it?
4: Well, well, Sean, I think the best way to do it is Veritas tips a proton mail. Uh, David has a website uh, to support him to help pay his bills. It's
0: givesendgo.com backslash support David. All right. Thank you both. 800 941 Sean. All right. 25 to the top of the hour. 800 941 Sean. If you want to be a part of the program, we have a follow up, by the way. Um, I, I, I did a deeper dive into this story originally in, in Politico how the Delaware U.S. Attorney uh, General was suspended, a U.S. Attorney was suspended uh or had suspended his hunter biden investigation till after the election well that's sort of like big tech although this this hunter laptop story is bs we're not going to cover it biden secret emails a really fishy story
5: the post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in delaware in the spring of 2019
6: the fbi is now investigating whether those alleged hunter biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation.
7: They may be related to a foreign
0: intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign
1: intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence intelligence operation. For all we know, These emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation
8: campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks.
2: All the hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of
8: a Russian. Russian. Russian disinformation.
0: Russian disinformation. Disinformation Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. Fake news, fake news. No, it was all true. Uh, You can't calculate what kind of in-kind uh, campaign contribution that was for the biden campaign and it would never happen if it was trump just like any any child of donald trump that ever did business with ukraine and kazakhstan and uh china and russia and got paid massive sums of money or his companies get paid massive sums of money and then joe gives a special waiver for pipelines for putin but not for american workers on the keystone exile pipeline or china flexing its muscles and showing the territorial ambitions in taiwan and threatening our military you know you would begin to wonder huh i wonder what um i wonder what they may have that compromises if it was the trump family that compromises them that would be the lead story every second minute of every day well there's a little more information buried deep in this article It's almost an exact rerun of Biden firing the Ukrainian prosecutor. You're not getting the billion. You got six hours uh, because they were investigating zero experience. Hunter,
9: I said, I'm not going to we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I look, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a <laughs> <laughs> got fired.
2: If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would
1: have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Probably not. Um. But Biden fired the Pennsylvania U.S. attorney who was probing Hunter after Delaware U.S. attorney complained he was too aggressive. I didn't, that's buried deep in the article. The media mob gives Joe Biden great credit for not firing the Delaware U.S. attorney who was investigating Hunter. They say it proves Biden is willing to let the chips fall where they will when it comes to the investigation into his son's scandals. And Friday we learned that the U.S. attorney David Weiss, who had Hunter's smoking gun laptop for more than a year and did nothing, suspended his Hunter investigation last summer because, oh, uh, we have an election coming up and it might impact the election in Donald Trump's favor. And then it turns out the real story is even far worse because there was a second U.S. attorney handpicked by then Attorney General Barr to look into Hunter's scandals And unlike U.S. Attorney Weiss's probe, the investigation by Scott Brady, U.S. attorney for Western PA, was proceeding very forcefully, and Brady had even met with Rudy Giuliani to discuss the Ukraine evidence that Giuliani had collected, and the fact that the U.S. Attorney Brady was actually pursuing the evidence against Hunter started ruffling feathers within the Justice Department, and then people in the U.S. Attorney Weiss's office began to complain that Brady was compromising their own investigation, saying that Brady was, quote, moving too aggressively against Hunter. Now, before you know it, Joe Biden fires the U.S. Attorney Scott Brady. And as presidents often do, Biden fired most of the U.S. attorneys in March, but he kept this guy Weiss on the job. Well, why? Because Weiss was the one that gave his family a pass, and he knew the investigation was likely going nowhere. So it sounds kind of familiar with you not getting the billion unless you fire fired the prosecutor investigating a zero experience hunter. Anyway, 800 941 is our number. You want to be a part of the program. So many issues to get to. Uh, let's say, and by the way, six months tomorrow is Biden's. It's a six month mark. Tomorrow will be July 20th. Six months in office. We'll do a Thorough investigative breakdown of all of it tonight on Hannity. What's it been like? What's changed? What has he accomplished, if anything? What grades will we give him? You can tune in tonight. Uh, first, John is in Missouri. John, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called.
5: Hello, Sean. Um, today, uh, President Bidens out there talking about all this information that's out on Facebook. And he says there's 12 people that are doing all the disinformation and all this. We've had the Internet for a number of years, and we've not believed a lot of it anyway. Why now, all of a sudden, when he's in there, that this becomes such an urgent thing that we're going to take away our personal rights to be able to have our own comments? I thought that's what things are called PSAs, where the government can put out the truth to the public, rather than invade our own private space and our own opportunity to have our own opinion.
0: Uh, Great point. And why do they get liability protection? You know, I look, I will argue this one story alone about zero experience Hunter and the blackout of the Hunter laptop issue. This one story alone could have sunk Joe Biden's chance to ever, ever, ever be elected again to office. Now that we know on the laptop there's you know, you know, Joe caught in bald face lies that Joe. I had never talked to Hunter not one time about his foreign business dealings. We got pictures of Hunter and Joe and his foreign business partners. You know, or the you know, if the media was even fair on Ukraine, then the the media absolutely, positively, completely, well, they they would have run with that story if it was Trump. And now, we have an information crisis, unlike at any other time in American history right now. And anybody that's a conservative, they want to cancel silence, you know deep platform, whatever you want to call it, they're trying it all.
5: They don't want us to have an opportunity to speak or even talk about that. No. That that no. lets us know too much of what's going on.
0: Well, I can tell you from my own experience, and and I, I don't have access to any of my social media accounts uh, for various uh, reasons, and I can tell you right now that where, you know, if we used to post something on Twitter, you know, It'd be a ton of favorable comments. What is it? 99% I hate Hannity now, Linda, at this point? Because all conservatives have left social media. They'll leave it in, in droves. I mean,
1: ironically, conservatives still really do kind of rule the ridiculously liberal media and the social media. The problem is, is that they censor it. So if someone writes something nice, they delete it before, you know, too many people can see it.
0: OK, so w- we've actually done experiments on this just to prove a point. And how many times have we said, OK, let's just throw this out there and let's watch the comment section. These are oh, things that conservatives would love. You know, it's just we're, we're, we're doing our own little scientific investigation here. Um, I'm glad and you
5: realize how much bull they put out there for you because you yeah. do stand up for the people and that's what counts. And I appreciate that.
0: Well, listen, thank you for giving us this microphone. It's all hands on deck, my friend. Thank you. All right, as we continue uh, back to our busy phones, uh, Chad is in Texas on The Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Chad? Chad, how are you?
6: I'm doing great, Sean. I hope you're doing fine. I listen to you every day. I'm really fond of you, and you're a true American patriot. You're on my oh, people to meet list.
0: Well, you're very kind. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
6: Okay, really quick before I get to my talking point, as simple man, non-simple man Bill O'Reilly would say, you could tell I don't ever listen to your show, but really quick, for Linda to take her happy pills, you're gonna to have to be like then Vice President Joe Biden and committed quid pro quo and saying, "Hey, you ain't getting a Christmas bonus unless you take the happy bills before the show." I'm just trying. Oh, to
0: tell Oh you man, out. this is this is yeah. a rough call. You know, this is the first time ever, Chad. Let me give you let me let me give you the gold well, star of the day because everybody called. Oh, I love Linda. Oh, Linda's funny. Blah, blah blah You know, Sean, don't be so hard on Linda. Talk radio. Blah blah blah. Coffee, and and I'm like, really? <laughs> And then the next one is, oh, we love Katie. Stop putting pressure on Katie to go on the air. It's not fair. She doesn't like to do it. Right, Katie? How many people do you coach to say that? No, it's just greeting a call. Anyway, well, you're very nice to say it. Uh, Anyway, I'll give you the last word. Go ahead, my friend. Okay.
6: My talking point is more on a serious note to brass tacks. Now, I'm not Debbie Downer. I'm not Negative Nancy. This year is the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. And Lindsey Graham brought this up on your TV show a couple of months back because of the lawlessness of this administration of an open border. But they say it's not an open border. Terrorists, they're not dumb. They are smart. They are seeing what's going on in this country, and they will have the means – To do something on this twenty year anniversary of 9-11, I hate to be Debbie Downer, bring it up, but it's less than two months
0: away. You're not being Debbie Downer, you're being, you know, we've got to pay attention.
6: We've got to pay attention. You have to border is wide open and they can, you know, it's harder to get into Mexico legally, okay, than it is, you know, or illegally, but they are smart. They have the means, whatever is left you know, if it's, you know, Al al Qaeda or or what have you, but there's a terrorist group that are seeing what's going on and want to do harm to this country. They can see their eyes are open. Hey, if we can get through Mexico and hey, we have to take that journey, we get through and then there's just no telling. I I dislike being negative Nancy Debbie Downer because 10 years ago when it was a 10 year anniversary, it was the highest alert and it is every year but the 20 year anniversary, I'm just we let me we tell you, and, and, and I hate to
0: be open. even more blunt than that and more it's because you're right in anniversaries such as this. You're right. You got to be extra cautious. But I would argue we need to be extra cautious every day. Now, not every only day. did they leave precipitously Afghanistan, you do know that they left our weapons cash there and they're now in the hands of the Taliban. And the Taliban already are reinstituting the old way of life and and causing and creating tremendous suffering for so many innocent people. I mean, this is this is not going to end well. But certainly, you know, you need a presence on the ground to work with the government to prevent the rise of ISIS and the rise of the Taliban again. Because if you don't They're going to scheme and plot and plan exactly as you're describing. And I guarantee you they already are because because that's evil in our time. It's convert or die. That's it. Their their motives haven't changed. Their tactics might have. We we put them on defense. Trump bombed the living hell out of them and, and literally, you know, was able to wipe out the caliphate. But they're reorganizing and they're back. And this is not going to end well if we're not careful. You're right. Scary, actually.
6: Right. Granted to Trump, he he did pretty much, he, while he was there, you know, took him out. Well, it's been what, call it basically, you know, eight months since the November election. and a week later, they finally had to call it, which is still the most debacle thing I've ever seen or heard of. But they've had six months to recoup because of a lackluster, weak administration that this is because we don't want to we don't want to offend our enemies. It, it is so absurd. But I don't want to be too much on, on much more on that topic. But and it was crazy to see what happened to D.C. at a ball game. Yeah,
0: I know. It was terrible. It was absolutely. I mean, it's 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 scary. Look, evil. I wish evil didn't exist, um, but it does. And we've got to recognize it. And we've got to learn from past mistakes. We let our guard down. 9-11 happened. Now, we, 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 it seems to me it's pretty dumb if you're just going to pull out completely allow and leave your weapons for the Taliban to take over. How does that ever end well? Can get, I can't think of a single one, a single scenario where that works out well. It is a it predictable does. failure. And it's just a matter of when then, not a matter of if.
6: Right. It is is a matter of when, and I definitely hope it's not at twenty year or the twenty five year or not. I don't want any year. I don't want any any country, much less this country, to have to suffer through that. And I was pretty young. I was only nineteen years old at the time. But uh, uh, another topic to bring up, Sean. This past weekend, DC people are trying to watch a dead ballgame ball game, and you know, on the third base side, you know, it's they,
0: terrible. They're
6: fearing for their lives. It, I just. And DC, what has the their, their gun laws? I mean, are are you kidding me? It it's um, sometimes it's just like what is it, Bob Grant? The world is sick and
0: it's getting sicker. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is sick and it's getting sicker. Yes, it is. I wish it was. I wish it weren't so. You know, I would only say this. Listen, we have an opportunity. Six months in, eighteen months from now, we're going to the polls. Eighteen months from now, Republicans can take back the House and get control of the Senate. And these Senate races mean everything. Laws must be followed. Integrity must be ensured. Confidence and results must exist. That's why I'm fighting that 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 battle. Um, anyway, good call. You get me get me all worked up. Quick break. Right back. All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program in a second, our good friend Colonel Oliver North will join us. This might be the best book he's ever written. And this is a discussion this country needs to have right now. I'll give you the title and then we'll get, we're going to play a few things and we're going to get to Colonel North. We didn't fight for socialism. America's veterans speak up. I mean, and, and this is a powerful book. Um, now, when you Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas uh, was with Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and the Department of Defense belief in equal treatment is why we have equity, inclusion and diversity in the military. Of course, we want a diverse military. We want the meanest. We want Americans. All of this. You know, identity politics, how is that helping to make us stronger? I could tell you because I've been around the military for my entire career and I admire and love these guys. You want to talk about diversity? You want to talk about brotherhood? You want to talk about a colorblind society? I mean, the 99 percent of people in the military that I know from all races, all backgrounds, all creeds, they love each other and they depend on each other. They protect each other's lives when they're out there in these war zones that we send them to. Listen.
7: Do you believe that any member of the military should be treated differently based on their skin color and sex? Again, yes or no will do.
1: No, I do not believe that. And that is is that. That is okay. why we have diversity, equity and inclusion focused in the military.
0: Anyway, Colonel North is uh, uh, joining us here. He His new book is just out today. It's called We Didn't Fight for Socialism. America's veterans speak up. Uh, C- Colonel Semper Fi and uh, safe home and uh, appreciate you. How are you, my friend?
10: It's great to be with you again, brother. I mean it. Uh, you know, one of the things, friends, that uh, many of you young listeners don't know, but Sean Hannity helped put Freedom Alliance and the work that we do with military families, veterans families, Gold Star families, uh, the orphans of those who American heroes who lost their lives in combat and in an and operational. Accidents. Uh, life, for them, has changed dramatically when that dad, in almost every case, is a dad who died or is permanently disabled. And Sean Hannity and I did, how many concerts did we do together over the
0: years? We did a lot, and, and we oh. got a lot of lies told about us, too, in the process. But
10: Charlie Daniels, and I mean, what, what a wonderful series of concerts, summer after summer. Sean gave up you know, an awful lot of time that he could have been on vacation out there, helping us to raise funds and do the right thing for America's veterans. And so, Sean, you and I have talked to thousands and thousands of veterans, and and the common refrain that we're hearing since November 3rd is that we're looking at a country that no longer represents the values that we fought for. And what you're you're now seeing in the Armed Forces of the United States is an effort to undermine the best military that's ever existed. And it's all happening because of the Biden administration, and and the ideas of we didn't fight for socialism is a common refrain, and they do see America as it came at a a crossroads on November third, where one path led to a revival of the founders' visions for our country, where individual liberty and self-determination, personal responsibility, equal opportunity could flourish, and the other path led to socialism, a philosophy that is inevitably tied to tyranny, corruption, despotism, everywhere it's been tried. Look what's happening right now in Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua, just in this hemisphere. It's and, scary. and these guys don't want that to happen here.
0: Listen, they so wanted to put they wanted to put you in jail and and meanwhile you went on a covert operation with a suicide pill in your pocket in case you were taken captive. Meaning you were go, You were ordered to kill yourself, if I'm not mistaken. It was ordered or it was given to you as an option because you knew you wouldn't be coming home alive if, in fact, they ever got a hold of you or if you were exposed or compromised in some way.
10: Well, and, uh, it, it, you got to remember, I was met there alone. I was there with a former national security advisor. I had pills in my pocket for every one of us to include the Israeli, my counterpart in the Israeli government, as the coordinator for counterterrorism for them. I was the counterterrorism coordinator for the United States on the NSC staff. And you talk about some brave guys. And look, my great blessing in life is I have spent my entire life with American heroes. My dad was the first American hero I ever knew. And he came back from World War II as a real live walk-and-talking American war hero and never talked about the kinds of things that he and his comrades had done. And every once in a while— when one of them would come, we'd listen to them talk about what they fought for, and the guys that were look at how many times was I. Understood? By the way,
0: it's so funny. My dad served four years in the Pacific. He never talked to me about it.
10: No, and my dad, never. No, our, my brothers and I learned more about our dad by sitting on the steps just off the porch and listening to the guys who came to see him with whom he'd served, and that's how we learned some of the stuff about our dad. I did not know that he had a silver star. Until after he was dead, and my sister's going through his footlocker.
0: How I, many I, how I, many Purple Hearts did you receive?
10: Well, I, I took two. I didn't take the others because in the, the policy in the military, I, 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 I,
0: I turned down, down the three. other Purple Hearts because I, they would have kicked me out. No, no, they'd have taken me out of the field,
10: and and that's that was the rule. Third Purple Heart, you pulled out of the field because they didn't want you to get killed. And, and they would stick you in a staff job. And I wanted to stay with my Marines.
0: And it's just like Saving Private Ryan. Remember that movie? Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so let me ask you specifically. Um, and, and, you know, you and I have become, we have, by the way, we've been out of touch way too long, and I do miss you. Um, you've Mr. been Mr. such Mr. a dear mentor and friend of mine. It was your hearings in, 19, in the 1980s that motivated me to get into radio. That's 33 years ago, Colonel. And then I got to Thank meet you. you. And then we got to be friends, and then I got to give speeches with you. Then we did these concerts together. I know, I think, I think the Freedom Alliance now has awarded over twenty million dollars in scholarships. Yes. Yep. Um, and Tom Kilgannon has done a great job, but you went, and you, and you always say, "I get to work with heroes," because you'd always cover the military for Fox, and and you had your yeah. great hit series, which still airs in many places today, and, I, TV,
10: uh, TV, they're all there,
0: right. And, and so now you're talking to those that are risking their lives and those that did rest their lives. We didn't fight for socialism. And they're speaking out loudly. Tell me what they're saying.
10: Well, what they're saying is they don't want that for their kids. So one of the great advantages of our military is about between 10 and 15 percent, more when there's an act of war on, will be coming into the military because they got a family member or a friend who also served. And so they will inevitably, is what they call a legacy enlistment or a legacy appointment or a legacy commission. These are now guys who served themselves, in many cases their dad served, and they're now telling their sons and daughters, wait a minute, think twice about this, because you're going to work for an organization, the government of the United States, that no longer represents the kinds of values that you and I share, Sean. And so what you've got is in every case, you've got semant- what I call semantic subterfuge on the part of socialist ideologues, and and so then to them, tolerance means blind acceptance to a very leftist orthodoxy, and they will tolerate only those who agree with them and attack those they don't. That's why you and I are called racists. That's why they're teaching this this crazy idea of racial uh, separation. And, and what we worked work for for years was equal opportunity for everybody, regardless of your color. And this is Marxist ideology. That's what they see it as. These guys have looked at it and said, this is Marxism. Marx tried to divide people economically. There's the upper class and, the, and all the lower class. Well that doesn't work anymore because everybody can see the consequences of that in Cuba, Venezuela, all over the world where it's been tried and failed in every case. And The inevitable consequence is corruption and tyranny. Okay. What, what they're saying to me is, we don't want this to happen here, nor should we be teaching this, this so-called theory that someone with darker skin than yours and mine, Sean, is now an, a victim of our white superiority. And you know, that's the kind of garbage that's being put in front of these young Marines and soldiers and sailors and airmen and guardsmen, and they're, and they're being taught. Not, look, at when I was a young officer... I read Mao Tse Tse-tung, I read all of the kinds of stuff that our adversaries were putting out, because I wanted to learn more about them. What's now happening is young troopers are being told, read this so-called stuff about CRT, okay? Read this kind of stuff about how racially polarized America is. We're a bad country. That's what basically all that's about. And it's dividing people not on economics, it's being divided on race. It's, it's you- a terrible thing. For a military that's being taught also you may be up against an adversary like communist china which is a socialist country communist marxist leninist maoist and you may be up against an adversary who doesn't care about saving anything except their own lives and so what we're looking at is a military that's been told basically you're fighting for a bad country that's wrong that should never happen the, the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff when he was asked that question by Senator Cotton, I believe, when he answered the question, well, I read Mao. Okay, when I read Mao, I did it voluntarily. Now I'm being told to if I'm in the service. I was, told, I was trying to learn about our adversaries' mindset, and I thought this, this teaching is now all about how bad we are as a country. It's flat wrong, it is destructive to our military, and it breaks down unit cohesion, which you're desperately going to need, and you're not going to have time to build it like we did for World War II. Remember, World War II started in 1939 for the rest of the world. And slowly but surely, America geared up with lend-lease, rebuilding on industrial base, all the kinds of things, bad things that had happened during the Great Depression. Those are, those, that's my dad's, the greatest generation. Your dad and mine, we're part of the greatest generation.
0: Quick break. More with Colonel North, brand-new book out today. It's in bookstores everywhere, Amazon.com, Hannity.com. We didn't fight for socialism. America's veterans speak up. It's a great compliment, by the way, to the, you know, uh, um, Mark Levin's book, um, which is American Marxist. I mean, it's a great one-two punch, uh, which just was released last week. Right, We continue with Colonel Oliver North, his new book out today, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. It's called We Didn't Fight for Socialism, America's Veterans Speak Up. By the way, you know, I've I've had the the difficult experience of speaking with Colonel North. And whether I went before him or after him, I'm screwed because the guy's the, the, one of the most compelling speakers. Him and him and Lou Holtz—you never want to follow or be around when they're speaking because they bring the house down. You would always say there, no, you know, you talk about heroes, and there are many atheists in foxholes. I've heard you say that many times in your speeches. Um, and and I would also argue that th- there's not really any race in a foxhole either, is there, Colonel? Because You're all depending on each other to get out of there alive and hopefully, and hopefully uninjured. It's a brotherhood, a bond that you really can't describe.
10: Well, the very first Marine that died in my arms in 1968, just before Christmas, was a black Marine, Lance Corporal, machine gun chief, and died in a hail of gunfire, and literally died in my arms because mine was the closest position. We dragged him back in. It was the middle of the night. And unfortunately, the weather was so bad, the helicopters couldn't get to us, and he died. I've never forgotten that. The, the worst night of my life was in 1969, on the 28th of July. I didn't care at the end of the... I mean, he was coming into our position who the guy was next to me as long as he was U.S. Marine, and I didn't care what color he was. And that's the way I ran that rifle platoon when I was the XO over rifle company, when I was the S3 operations officer for a battalion. I don't think we ought to be dividing people by race. That's what the left wants to happen in our country. And it is happening. And what the American people need to know is they can stop it. We, the people, can still fix it. So the, the most critical election we've ever seen was November 3rd last year. The most critical election we're ever going to see in the near future is the one coming up in 2022. So people ask me, what can we do about this? I'll tell you what you do. You go out there and start working for a candidate who believes in the right things. Now, in, in my case, sanctity of human life is really important, okay? And you and I have been, done a whole bunch of pro-life events around the, around the globe. And, and mm-hmm. I, just tell, I just tell people, your speaker tonight believes in the sanctity of human life, and I've killed a lot of bad people, okay? I don't want to kill anybody here in the United States. But what I do want the American people to do is to stand up and vote for things that matter to them, not just not just the tax issue, not just the economics.
0: Colonel, the it's all, it's all on the line. People... Yes, it, it's exactly. a, It's a tipping point moment for the country because I don't think we'll recover if we go down this craziness. All right, I, I only because of the constraints of time, I'm going to have to let you go. Um, it's in bookstores everywhere. It's on Amazon.com. We're featuring it on Hannity.com. We Didn't Fight for Socialism, America's Veterans Speak Up. Um, I've read a lot of your books. This might be your best book ever. And uh, I urge people, you know, we really need to hear from the people that defend the liberty and the freedom that we all take for granted way too often. Um, Semper Fi, Marine. thank you as always. Uh, Appreciate you. Safe home, my friend. And uh, God bless you always. You've been a dear friend to me.
10: Semper Fi, buddy, and pray for America.
0: Seriously. Well said. Thank you. Um, 800-941-SHAWN is on number. Quick break. Right back. 25 to the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls here in a minute. Um, first, you know, I, I, I just love whatever Joe speaks, you know, he just mumbles and bumbles and fumbles and, and I don't think he knows what day of the week it is. But putting that aside, his flip-flop on Facebook, you just can't believe it. And probably the best moment over the weekend, poor Humpty Dumpty, he got owned by, by author Michael Wolff saying, uh, you're one of the reasons why people can't stand the media. Let me play these two. This is, these are great moments. I'm
1: I'm you know.
8: this to, what's your message to platforms like Facebook?
9: They're killing people. I mean, it really, they are, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. And, that, and, they're, and they're killing people. One, I had just read that, On the Facebook, Facebook pointed out that it was pointed out that Facebook, of all the misinformation, 60% of the misinformation came from 12 individuals. That's what the article said. So I was asked that question about what do I think is happening? Facebook isn't killing people, these 12 people are out there giving misinformation. Anyone listening to it is getting hurt by it. It's killing people, it's bad information. My hope is that Facebook, instead of taking it personally, somehow I'm saying Facebook is killing people, that they would do something about the misinformation, the outrageous misinformation about the the vaccine. That's what I meant.
7: I think you yourself, um, you know, while you're a nice guy, you know, you're full of sanctimony. Um, You know, you become part of one of the parts of the problem of the media. You know, you come on here and you you have a, Um, uh, You know, a monopoly on truth, you know, you know exactly how things are supposed to be done. Um, You know, you are why, one of the reasons people can't stand the media. Sorry. (laughs) You're cracking me up. It's your fault. Uh, It's uh, it's, my, so what should I do differently, Michael? Uh, You know, don't talk so much, listen more. You know, people have genuine problems with, with, with the media. The media doesn't get the story right. The media exists in its own bubble. Um, That's true. I agree. You you know, you got to stop. I mean, that last segment that 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 I just had to listen to of all of the people saying (laughs) the same old stuff. Also, you're incredibly repetitive. It's week after week. I mean, you're the flip side of, of 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 Donald Trump. Um, you know, fake news, and you say virtuous news. You know, I, there, there, no, there's no, we just a figure out what is here. real. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we well, figuring out, yeah, figuring out what is real is not so, is not so, uh, is not so easy. And, and, right. you know, most people don't want to talk turn to Brian Stelter to tell us what's real. I'm sorry.
0: All right. Pretty incredible. All right. As promised, let's get to our busy phones here. 800-941-SEAN. David is in New Jersey. What's up, David? How are you? Glad you called. Great, Sean. Thanks for taking my call.
8: Hey, I was looking on the CDC website back in May 19th, 2021, and I found a pretty alarming statistic since I am in the life insurance business. But group you know age of all children that died between the ages of 0 and 17 from January 1st 2020 until May 19th 2021 there was 44028 kids died in that age group from whatever car accidents drug obesity diabetes whatever out of that 44028 295 of them died with corona or uh, with covid-19 what's more alarming is 733 of them passed away from pneumonia, and yet they closed every school in this country. And if you go back to H1N1, more than 1,000 kids in that age group died, and we didn't close anything. So it's alarming that we had to go the scare tactic when if you had some people just come out and say, look, this is not affecting the children. I think they just, you know, the sky is falling attitude really hurt this country. And it's just amazing that nobody brings this statistic up.
0: Well, I got, you know, I just, I I am telling you, I read more about COVID than I could ever possibly explain in the course of any, any three hour or 15 hour week, three hour show or 15 hour week. Um, And, and I, I know a lot of people that have gotten this virus, not one person that I know died, but many struggled mightily. And I I stand behind what I'm telling you. I love you in my audience. You make my my whole life, my career. And I I sincerely care. And I am telling everybody as loudly as I can without playing doctor, because I'm not a doctor. But I Mm -hmm. take it seriously. Research all that you can about the virus, the new variants, Delta, uh, Lambda from Peru. Read about it then talk to your doctor your doctors you got to look at your own personal medical history of which i have no knowledge of and mm-hmm. then you you've got to make a decision to keep yourself and your family safe i believe in science i believe in the science of vaccinations but it is uh-huh. it is imperative at the end of the day people decide now thankfully young children have not been um have not been uh as impacted as older people with this virus so far that has remained constant the you know but now now the pressure is building and it started last week with the nod by the Biden administration to mandate vaccinations I that's not their place to do so remember that these are only this was temporary experimental approval at this point And Uh, and yes, I read stories about people that have had and it's a small number percentage wise, large. If you take actual numbers that have had, you know, bad reactions to the vaccines, read all of this. I'm telling everybody, read it all. Then talk to the the doctors, the professionals that you trust that know your medical condition. And then you've got to make a decision. There are some people that have specific, according to doctors we've interviewed, conditions where they can't get uh, take a vaccine. But that's very rare and you know but if the kids are i how do i say this my kids are in college they know more people, kids that have fellow students that have had covid than you could shake a stick at and they never once told me one case of one kid young adult that struggled um and that's more than anecdotal the numbers bear that out um. So I, I I, I, sense a panic is setting in, and I sense, you know, the, the big heavy hand of government setting in, and I just, I believe in medical privacy, I believe in people making smart, informed decisions in their own life, um, and I believe that you, you th- th- I am not in a position to make this decision for you. I'm just encouraging you, you better take this seriously, enough people have died. Mm. Does that well help? I'll take it. Right, buddy. I'm trying. I mean, you know, like I was never, I was never again. I liked wearing my mask. I mean, I may sound insane, but it bought me a little anonymity. It really never bothered me. It really, did. Linda, right? You used to say, why doesn't it bother you? It bothered you. It didn't bother me.
1: I mean, you know, like you always say, you know, you're used to this stuff. Not all of us are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. I mean, I mean, you, you know, really I,
1: are. You've been doing this. You're just used to it.
0: Listen, I. I, I I've seen too much with this. You're very aware of what I've seen. You know what I know. Um and when some when this gets a hold of somebody, it is scary. And there's a very small percentage, and that often ended with the people, you know, that ended up dying over this, um, that really have a horrific reaction. Now, you know, I see the the fear mongering taking place, but at the end of the day, it's gotta be a decision between People and their doctors, based on their unique medical history and their current medical condition. Um, all right, thank you, uh, Dave. Appreciate it. North Carolina, Daniel. Next, Sean Hannity show. Sean, it's an honor, man. What's going on, sir? Glad you called.
11: Um, yeah, man. Um, look, I just had wanted to say two things, man. Um, you know, I'm am a combat vet, in the United States Marine Corps, and I was in a OF one Operation Iraqi Freedom, and um, was there for the whole invasion. And, um, you know, I've heard a lot about it being kind of kind of bunched in the same category as Vietnam with Afghanistan, Iraq and pulling back out. And for me, in my humble opinion, as a veteran that was there, that got to see the Iraqi people pull down their own statues of Saddam and parade in the streets. And we love Bush and everything else, man. Um, We weren't we weren't drafted. I joined September 12th, 2001. United States Marine Corps, we went over there. We know as a generation, my generation that was there and all my buddies, we know what freedom costs. We were there on the lines. um, And we gave those people every opportunity to have the freedoms that we have here. They didn't love their freedom enough to keep it. We did what we should have done. We did what we were supposed to do. And I don't take, as a veteran, as someone that was involved, I don't take any of what we did as a loss when we pulled out. We did all that we could. And that fact that we pulled out and didn't sit there like Vietnam, um, I for me, I was there. I seen it. We gave every opportunity and chance to give these people the freedoms that we love so much. And um, I, I pay, let me tell you something. We there. paid
0: a very heavy toll, a, a huge price. And you know, I know I was in Iraq. I I can't tell you. I just talked to Colonel North. He he brought me to Walter Reed and Bethesda. And I've been there a number of times, and I met these kids with the most debilitating injuries you'd ever seen. You just cannot believe the excruciating pain, suffering, life-altering injuries that they sustained. Now, with modern war- warfare and technology, I don't think we should fight wars like that anymore. That wasn't available after 9-11, but it is now. And that is targeted strikes, drones, drones. Fighting wars from from Tampa in in an office building that's air conditioned rather than being out in the field. Now you're always going to need probably eyes on the ground and intel, but there's a lot of ways to do it. What you know, the way Biden pulled out of Afghanistan was moronic. On top of leaving I, the cash of weapons with him,
11: yes, sir. I, I, all my point was was the fact that that we we went there, and I, I you know I joined I joined and a lot of my fellow guys joined. Um, I, I literally signed the paperwork to sign up for the Marines on September twelfth, two thousand and one, the day after. And and anything that would affect our freedoms like that, over any type of beliefs, was something that I was worth and willing to to give the ultimate price for. And my buddies, the, the debilitating things that you've seen, I saw firsthand while they happened, all around me. Um, and so I was there for that, and I deal with the PTSD from that as we speak. Um,
0: but, but hundreds of thousands you know, of the, the deployments were too many we had too many sir. deployments for you guys i can't I, I i went on on a rafting trip with rivers of recovery and there's all these other groups you know and i i can't i just, I just thought ollie north, north On. do you know uh, how many times i've called ollie north daytime nighttime because somebody on the periphery that somehow got in touch with me that somebody in their life that served and 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 did all these tours was ready to kill themselves every time he would spend hours on the phone with these guys you know talking them literally off the ledge and saving their life and following through on top of it i've got to run listen you're a great american sir I, i can't thank you enough for all you've done hang in there and there are groups if you need them get back in contact with us and we'll put you in contact with them okay
11: thank you so much
0: all right hang in there and thank you for your service all right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, we'll give you more details about our trip down to Miami for Wednesday's show with Ron DeSantis and uh, Marco Rubio and and others. Uh, Hannity tonight, nine Eastern, Fox News. You, you're actually going to meet a rare person that, if they get a vaccine, it could actually paralyze them. And and we'll examine this case just to so you know every scenario. Uh, anyway, uh, also we'll check in with Colonel North, his new book. Yeah, we didn't fight for socialism and America's Vets speaking up. Uh, We'll check in with Ben Carson, Dana Lash, Kaylee McEnany, Ari Fleischer, 9 Eastern, Hannity Fox. We'll see you then. Thanks for being with us. Back here tomorrow. You make this show possible. Thank you.